Hey folks, welcome back to the Water Cooler. I know it's been a minute, but we're just glad to be back. Finals week and everything settling down, so we should get more back in the groove of doing this thing. Before we get started, be sure to go follow us on Instagram at TWCPod, on Twitter at TWCPod1, and subscribe to us wherever you can listen to a podcast. Blake, what's up, man? What's up, man? How are you? Doing great. I've got a great performance of the day for you. What's that? So, our man Russell Westbrook, you know... I feel like I've been hard on him this season, so I figured it wouldn't hurt to give him some love. 2017, April, the Denver Nuggets hit the game-winning shot, tied or broke Oscar Robertson's all-time triple-double record, had 50 points, 16 rebounds, and 10 assists. Did you watch that game? I did not watch that game, but I remember that happening. Him breaking Oscar's record was a really big deal. Um, you can argue that his feat is more impressive oh, because of this competition. Yeah, so the only reason I'd argue it's not is just on the rebounding aspect. I think it was harder for a guard to get more rebounds in the 60s because there weren't as many long shots. No, Yeah, but all the centers besides Wilt and Bill Russell are like 6'4". Uh, false, false. <laughs> you know the average height of They're the like all like 6'6 six, six white people, bro. Do you know what the average height of an NBA player was in... 1965. Inform me. It was 6'6". Do you know what it is now? What? 6'6". Is it really? Yes. Oh, wow. So, all this whole Wilt played against a bunch of 6'4 plumbers does not hold up. I still think it does. Because you have to think the evolution of training is... Okay, but that doesn't give Oscar Robertson any edge because he's equally untrained as his competitors. How do you know, though? Because I seen old highlights but there's know. such a gap i feel like with will and uh oscar there's like such a gap though okay but that'll be like there's not really a gap between anyone in the nba nowadays you're saying there's not a gap between obviously a bench warmer on the pistons and luca yeah there's a gap <laughs> but i'm just saying i just i feel like russ's is more impressive that's all i feel like his is against greater competition there's a lot more great players that Russ did it against than Oscar did it against. You could argue that. But, I, I, like I, I said, I'm trying to give Russ love, <laughs> so I'm not going to Yeah, how many turnovers did he have that game? Let's see. Probably 10. Quadruple <laughs> double. Uh, oh, two turnovers. Wow. Wow. But see, the thing I remember most about that game, that's when he had that like, half-court three-point shot to win the buzzer beater. I always feel bad when people, I know, right? Russ can shoot and he doesn't turn the ball over. See, where was this guy? He peaked in one yeah, game. Was five seasons ago, so yeah, I mean, makes sense. Jeez, that makes me feel old. Yeah, and we were in high school. I know, but no, I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I feel bad whenever people have some big, like, oh my gosh, he broke Oscar Robertson's all-time record and then he lost. Like, obviously, they didn't lose this game, but they almost did. Man. And like as I was watching, I was like, man, that would suck. Yeah, that would suck, but, I mean, I feel like Russ is the guy. He's just an extreme competitor. Like, if, if they lost that game, you wouldn't have heard anything from him in the press. And probably even in that press conference after the game, I'm sure he didn't even talk about it much, or he didn't mention him himself, you know? Yeah. So, Russ is a good guy. Just needs to hold on to the ball a little more. Yeah. That's all. And not shoot as many threes, but... That fix those two things, and he's yeah. good to go. I haven't been paying attention to much of them this season, but I saw the, uh, they a clip of one fast break. It might have been a couple weeks ago, and it was a great defensive play, 
uh, Russell's running uh, down court in transition, hit, uh, try to hit a little jumper on the elbow, mm-hmm. and just completely whiffed it. He reminds me of Charles Barkley. I don't know if you know this or not. Charles Barkley is statistically the worst three-point shooter in NBA history. Did not but know that. He's kept shooting them. This, no matter how many he missed, he would he would shoot like five or six a game. He just didn't care. Yeah, and he still won MVP. Yeah, that's the most Charles Barkley thing ever. Yeah. But you know, on to college football. I know this is a little old at this point, but we got to talk about it. The Iron Bowl. Your prediction was thankfully wrong. Yeah, thankfully. Yeah. Almost was right. A yeah. little too close to being right. I mean, anyone, whether you agree that Auburn would have won that game or not prior to the game, I think it was pretty much a consistent a consensus that they would uh, cover the spread, which was plus 20, and they covered it, obviously. But, I mean, it was a great game. It was probably the best game I've ever seen, ever been to. We, Me and Mayo both went to the game, and it, the atmosphere was great. You couldn't hear a pin, or you could hear a pin drop, at the very end, that was great. Um, all you could hear was our band. Yeah, that was yeah, probably yeah, the best part of the night when everyone was just kind of quiet and you just looked around. All the Auburn fans are walking back up or just sitting there soaking in their last time. <laughs> well, what was crazy is we were sitting in the like football players and cheerleaders parent section. Yeah. So the whole first like 50 minutes of the game, we just heard like nothing but trash talk. Yep. And then it just got, it got real quiet the last overtime yeah if there's anything auburn fans should take is they should take it from georgia fans at least you know it's just just to be quiet until the game's over i mean take it from a georgia fan they know i think it's dude they booed our band i thought that was hilarious yeah you can't boo the band come on no. those those people i respected that yeah. you gotta boo the band no you don't boo the band like i would cheer for auburn's band like they had the cool little light up helmets and stuff you know the little usa presentation and shit that was like, cool that was dude, dope that swag surf thing they did dude uh, that looks so cool yeah band with students we're all too drunk when we show up to the game to be able to coordinate something that like that like we could not do that. So all props to Auburn students for doing that. So y'all swag surf is super cool, but it doesn't help you win. So you still suck. <laughs> so, okay, what do you think about, I saw Saban in a press conference was mad at people asking if he was upset. And he's like, we won. Like, stop talking. I was surprised to hear that from him. Because I felt as exciting as the game was to watch, it kind of didn't feel like a win. just because it should have been a lot easier to win. You see, that's where I disagree. See, the whole the whole reason I chose Auburn to be us is not because, I mean, obviously our team's performance this year plays a factor, but even two years ago when Mac Jones was filling in for Tua, and even if Tua played that game, honestly, we lost 45 to 44 or something like that, right? And, um, and it was at Jordan-Hare. We were ranked better. They were still ranked. I think it was like they were ranked like 18 or something. But I knew we were going to lose that day. And it sucked, but it happened. And I thought I had that same feeling this one go around. But to me, those little tight wins like that, you just have to pull it out. Those are more rewarding than, you know, honestly, that win was more rewarding than any other win this year, I think. Except for maybe the SEC championship game, obviously. But in terms of regular season, that was the sweetest win. Just having Auburn fans get their hopes up and then just watching them unravel is a highlight of my day. Yeah, I think we got to see the greatest Iron Bowl of all time, at least at this point. Oh, yeah, for sure. I I think it would be. 
I mean, I don't think anyone expected Bama to blow them out. I mean, except for every single Vegas odds. <laughs> but, I mean, that just tells you that odds in sports are just weird. And that, that it was a fun game, though. Yeah. Speaking of fun games, I had a great time watching that SEC championship. So did I. But if you would have if you would have put a gun to my head and be like, guess the final score, and I he would have t- told me to guess forty one to twenty four, like the same score it was last year, and the two different sets. Of, Georgia got way better. We got a lot worse, and it was still the same final score. That's kind of crazy to me. Uh, but wow, it just shows you that. Where the program means more than the team, almost. I feel yeah. like like a lot of people were just tired of you know saying that we're overrated this year and all that stuff, and all the guys just kind of stepped up and took over. And don't worry, Georgia's a great team. It just um, the only thing that game did for Georgia is just show to people that they're human, because they have not been playing human. They've been playing lights out, best defense in the nation, arguably. You could argue Wisconsin, yeah. <laughs> but you actually could statistically. Numbers don't lie. But, I mean, I would still say George is the best defense, but they also gave up 41 points to us. So, and Michigan has a great offense as well. So I'm really excited about that. But I haven't said a single thing to any of Georgia fan I know because I know there's a chance we may play them again. And I'm just going to focus on Cincinnati right now. Nah, I feel that exactly. I know I, I didn't want to yeah talk too much trash and just to have to play him again in the Natty and lose that would suck. Yeah. But okay, what's your prediction for Georgia, Michigan, and us in Cincinnati? I think Georgia will beat Michigan by honestly a lot. Really? Yeah, I think it'll be a blowout, and I honestly I think the point differential will be greater in between that game than it will be in between Bama and Cincinnati. Hmm, interesting. I think Cincinnati has a great offense and uh we're we're not you the offense they can run. I mean, we we're, we're not used to I don't remember the last time we played a team out of the American Conference. And it'll stretch all the way back, but I mean, they play a very I don't know, it's kind of like a weird like spread type of offense and I don't think we've ever seen an offense like that. So I think at the beginning, maybe, I mean, if you guys want some betting advice, I would go with the Cincinnati spread in the first half. That's just me. I think after that, though, I think we'll pull it out and be just fine. I think our offense is just way too good not to win that game. But I do think it'll be a greater point differential in the Georgia-Michigan game. Gotcha, yeah. I'm predicting the national championship will be an SEC championship rematch. And... I can't predict who I think will win yet. we got to see how everybody does in the first round. What do you think about these bowl games coming up? Yeah, the bowl game is really cool. I think the really interesting one to me um, is Oklahoma and Oregon. They both just lost their head coaches. Mario Cristobal went to his alma mater at Miami, and Lincoln Riley went out to the Pac-12 because he's too scared to join the SEC in 2025. <laughs> can't blame him. But... I think that'll be really interesting. Um, a couple other ones you got like Notre Dame. Notre Dame's playing Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's D coordinator just went to Ohio State. That'll be interesting. Kentucky and Iowa. I want Kentucky to beat Iowa very bad. Ohio State and Utah. Um, maybe C.J. Stroud can 
ball out in that one. Ole Miss and Baylor, Lane Kiffin's going to put up 70. Arkansas and Penn State, Arkansas's got that, hopefully. And then A&M and Wake Forest, A&M's going to beat the brakes off of Wake Forest. Um, yeah, I, I like a lot of these bowl games. I mean, North Carolina, South Carolina, um, I don't know if you guys remember, but at the very beginning of the season, North Carolina was like, talked about being in the college football playoff. And then South Carolina has been one of the worst SEC teams of the past 10 years. So the fact that they're playing in a bowl game against each other is laughable. <laughs> laughable. I don't know what to say besides that. But and Clemson playing in Iowa State fell off hard. How the mighty Clemson have fallen. Fell off hard. I don't get how man. programs like that fall off. Uh, don't you think Clemson would always be attracting the top recruits? Well, just think about it. I mean, they've only two good quarterbacks. That was it. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong, great team. They're, however, I mean, their defense coordinator, Will Venables, just left. They're kind of in a similar situation where uh, Bama had Kirby Smart for all those years and Kirby left for UGA. Now Will Venables left for Oklahoma. So they're in uh, a familiar situation for us Bama fans, but they're in – but after, you know, that season, I mean, it's going to be hard, you know, to bounce back, especially uh, with DJ at quarterback if hopefully he still doesn't play quarterback for them because he's terrible. But, I mean, they only have two good quarterbacks. I mean, and a solid defense, don't get me wrong. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't have called them a dynasty at all. They just had a good run. Yeah. Speaking of their quarterbacks, how do you think Trevor Lawrence is doing so far? Uh, as a Mac Jones super fan, um, very under par. Clear, yeah, clearly not as good as Mac Jones. The Patriots are still top of the AFC East. I feel like they might as well just name the division after him at this point. I honestly like the the AFC team that was gonna push for that number one seed harder was the Bills. Yeah. And after that Monday night game, considering Mac Jones only threw three passes, when they play again and like. Is, I think it's like week six, week 16 or week 17. It'll be in New England this time. But they only saw Mac Jones throw the ball three times. You're not going to know what to do. Like, don't get me wrong, Bill's defense played great. Wowed seven points plus Damian Harris's long touchdown. Got up to 14 points, but it was a great game. Very windy. But the Patriots, I would not be surprised to see them in the Super Bowl, being honest with you. Dude, if we could get a Belichick-Brady Super Bowl... Do you know how much fun that would be? I that that would be the highest cost for a sporting event in history. That would probably be the most watched Super Bowl of at least the last forty yeah, years. I think that'd probably be the most watched Super Bowl of all time. I mean, except for maybe like the first couple, and there's only like three channels. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what the I know like uh, it'll any no matter what the Super Bowl well, is this year, it'll be better than. Uh, the 2013 Super Bowl when the Seahawks absolutely destroyed the Broncos. And that was supposed to be a good game. That was Peyton's best year of his career. I mean, it happens, I guess. Yeah, I always love it if you look up most attended events in history, and it's just always the Super Bowl. It's like the top 20 spots. All right, the most watched Super Bowl in history was 2015 Patriots and Seahawks. It had 114 million viewers. Yeah, that, that'll be that'll be topped if that happens this year. Yeah. I think for sure. But, I mean, there's some challenging teams. I mean, the Bills still look good. Ravens are sneaky, even though they just lost Marlon Humphrey. 
Roll Tide. Sorry, man. I want a Ravens-Chiefs playoffs yeah. matchup so bad. <laughs> I mean, the Chiefs, I mean, they're getting better. Mahomes is looking more than like Mahomes every single yeah. day. Titans are good. And the, and the NFC, Cowboys are always solid. Packers, even though they don't have the best record in the NFC, I think they're the best NFC team. Cardinals with the best record. They're really good. The Rams always have that sneaky offense. They're they're going to be good. They'll probably, in terms of all the NFC teams right now, uh, them and the Packers are the most experienced when it comes to the playoffs. So, except for Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford hasn't seen much of the playoffs, unfortunately, no. for him. So, I mean, Jared Goff has seen more of the playoffs than him. Hey, congrats to the Lions, though. They beat the Vikings. Yeah, congrats to the uh, – talk about an embarrassment for the Vikings. <laughs> this The entire – entire team the entire organization that is absolutely embarrassing but that receiver Amon Saint Amon Ross St. Brown I mean he was the reason they won the game uh, his Madden range in 69 I know that's nice but it needs to go up now so <laughs> and the or the Buccaneers beat the brakes off the Falcons too oh not beat the brakes off of. it was a lot closer game than I was expecting yeah honestly Tom that Brady, was a lot closer than I thought it'd be Tom Brady he was he, he played too nice though yeah. He was on fire. I mean, considering the the Falcons haven't won a home game this season. Mac yeah. Jones has won more games in Mercedes Benz. He's won two in Mercedes yeah. Benz in like the last year. And Tom Brady has won a couple or has won a couple. But Mac Jones has won two. And one yeah. only one of them was in the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. But yeah. No, that was a good game. Or he's yeah. won three, sorry. That's Mac his, Jones has? Yeah. Oh, Wait. I forgot. Wait, was the SEC championship there? No, two. Yeah, two. Yeah. Two. Oops. But uh, AB currently now with the Buccaneers. He's in some hot water at the moment. Three-game suspension. Him and two other players forged a VATS card in order to not have to go through the non-vaccinated protocols. And, yeah, people are pretty up in arms about that. I mean, AB is going to do stupid things. That's just kind of with the territory at this I mean, point. I don't think anyone's surprised. I mean, but I'm, it just tells, I, I mean, sure, like, people are going to fake it, but I guarantee you he wasn't the only one that faked his Vax card. It was just because his chef or whoever just outed him. Yes. Well, no, they caught two more on the Bucks doing it. On the Bucks, what I'm saying. Out oh, of yeah. The entire NFL. You got to think about it because staff has to be Vax. Two trainers, all those guys. He's not the only one that did it. it I think it. We already know AB as a person, but just the whole process, I mean... Well, the thing I don't get about it is the NFL is not like the NBA, yeah. at least where you have to be vaxxed in order to play. So he very easily could have just not gotten vaxxed yeah. and gone through the protocol. But yeah. it's like trying to lie about it just so you don't have to get tested every day, That's just that's just dumb. Yeah, I mean... I mean, lying. He lied. I mean, someone didn't lie. Aaron Rodgers didn't lie. So Aaron Rodgers he heavily implied. Every, Aaron but he Rodgers. Didn't lie. He didn't lie. He he lied to the media. He was honest <laughs> with his teammates. So that is why he's not getting like, suspended, and Aaron or Antonio Brown is. It's like Stephen A. Stephen A. You know, he always what's the thing he calls uh, Aaron Rodgers? He always say that's a bad that's a man. Bad man. You know, yeah. like that's his thing. But then, like, that day he came out, uh, that whole thing came out, and then he just completely 
I don't know how Stephen A. Smith hasn't got, like, charged with slander yet. Like, <laughs> it's ridiculous. So he, like, completely berated him and, like, called him a liar and all this stuff. And Aaron Rodgers came out and said, I didn't lie. You can go back and look at it. He, and he did lie. You may not like the way he handled it. It could have been handled a lot better, but he did not lie. He's pulling an Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. He's a, from a certain point of view. And he always wears that Star Wars shirt on this podcast, too, <laughs> with Pat McAfee. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, maybe it was a whole thing all along. <laughs> maybe it's like like uh, some advertising for the new show. <laughs> like, shoot, yeah. I, okay, if Aaron, well, shoot, have you seen his Instagram like profile picture? Uh huh. It's him cosplaying as Obi Wan Kenobi. Really? Yeah. I mean, he's always. I know he's he's in Game of Thrones. You know that, right? He's an extra. Mm-hmm. He's an extra in Game of Thrones. He gets blown up. It's pretty cool. Just like Ed, not like a cameo like Ed Sheeran did. You know, Ed Sheeran's yeah. cameo is stupid cool. But Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he's always been in entertainment, you know, Jeopardy. And then uh, he was uh, in the office. He was a panel. He was an, an uh, acapella idol or <laughs> what, whatever. It was like in the last season. But he's always had, like, entertainment cameos. So, I mean, he doesn't need football. No. He just wants to be there. Yeah, well, I don't even think he wants to be in Green Bay at least. So. Yeah, that time. It's really sad seeing him and Devontae Adams go out. But... Glad Randall Cobb's there. I, I, I mean, I think Green Bay is a lock for the NFC Championship. So, if they lose to Tampa Bay again, Aaron Rodgers will never live that down. Yeah, go down his history as Tom Brady's little. I'm not gonna say it, but y'all know <laughs> what I'm gonna say. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, it's no secret Tom Brady's just better than Aaron Rodgers, but greater. But, like, if I were, like, drafting a team from scratch, like, I like Aaron Rodgers' skill set a lot better than Mm -hmm. Tom Brady's, so. Yeah, I get that. See, to me, it just comes down to how much you value intangibles. Right, yeah, exactly. Uh, Yeah, if you were, like, just doing, like, a 2K thing. Yeah. And you looked, if you took out the, because there is, like, an intangible factor in 2K now. Mm -hmm. If you took that out, Aaron Rodgers would be, like, probably four or five points higher than Tom Brady now. Yeah. But. Tom Brady's got that mental factor. Skip Bayless calls him Psycho Tom. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I mean, Tom Brady, he his throws short, medium, deep. Or I wouldn't say deep, but short and medium passes. I mean, Tom Brady's got that all day. Aaron Rodgers, I think. The only thing that Aaron Rodgers has on Tom Brady in terms of play is, I feel like, the deep pass and just movement in the pocket. Yeah. I still think Tom Brady can run a play action better than Aaron Rodgers. So. Gotcha. Well, on to another quarterback who's in some hot water, Baker Mayfield. So he hasn't been playing so hot this season, and he was asked by a reporter about it. He said, "I'm not." Basically, he said, "I'm not going to make any excuses, but I'm injured." Is that an excuse? Nah, that's just making an excuse. His literally his teammate Odell Beckham just came out and said that he has had a torn labrum since like high school. And no, no one knew about it. He played at LSU. He went to the Giants, like, or his former teammate. Yeah. Sorry, but still fresh. <laughs> and um, that's just that's ridiculous. It's like I Tom mean, Brady playing the whole season last year with a torn meniscus or something. Yeah, I mean, his completion percentage is in the lower 60s, 11 touchdowns with six interceptions. Um, he's just not playing great ball whatsoever. And his QBR is his career low, 37.9. Uh, 
His rating's not his career low, but QBR, that's just an ESPN statistic, so, and we all know about ESPN. But, <laughs> I mean, you know, he's not playing good ball at all, but the fact that he just came out, like, if you're going to play injured, like, don't make it an excuse. Like, yeah. play injured, that's fine. Or don't. Go get help. Go to therapy. Go get surgery on whatever it is. Like, I, I think it's ridiculous. Yeah. If you're going to step on the field, then you got to perform even if you're injured or not. Yeah. Now, on to Russell Wilson. I thought the whole him and the Seahawks thing had been settled, but apparently he's interested in playing for the Broncos, the Giants, and the Saints. Right, yeah. I don't think, uh, I mean, obviously it had, like, settled in going into the season, kind of like how Aaron Rodgers settled his feud with the Packers going into the season. Every, although everyone knows it's Aaron Rodgers' last season with the Packers. Potentially. I think it will be. But Russell Wilson apparently indicated that he'd like to play for the Broncos, the Giants, or the Saints. And three of those teams need a quarterback. And I think that'd be a good fit, honestly, especially the Broncos. See, I, I like, like any quarterback going to the Broncos. So. I like the Saints out of all those teams, but yeah, I mean, either one. Russell Wilson, great quarterback. Any team could use him. Yeah, I mean, Broncos, I mean, they have a young receiving core. Um, Noah Fonts, under 25. Jerry Judy is as well. I think Tim Patrick is, is exactly 25. Cortland Sutton's not old at all. I mean, they're a young team over there. John Elway, being the GM, is going to do everything in his power to get Russ the help because John Elway's been in that position before. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you got the Giants. And then you got the Saints. <laughs> See, I, would... I mean, the Giants have Daniel Jones, but like, and he's good. Don't get me wrong, but when it comes to like, it's like in a very exaggerated Tua versus the Sean situation. Like, Tua has been balling out and has been honestly a top ten quarterback this year. Come at me mm-hmm. if you disagree. I'll prove to you statistically that you're wrong. But I mean, when if you had to choose between. Russ and Daniel Jones, you should not even think about it. If you choose between Deshaun Watson and Tua, and you don't think about it, you have a problem, and you need that needs to be addressed immediately. There been any updates on Deshaun Watson? <sighs> Nothing that I've heard. Nothing that I've heard. Me either. That that's a sucky situation. Speaking of uh, situations, there is one thing I want to touch on in baseball real quick. Um. Speaking of the 2021 World Series championship. Does this have to do with Freddie Freeman's free agency? No, we're not going to talk about it. The MLB lockout is happening. Well, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, MLB lockout is happening. Well, first one since the 94-95 season. Um, it's really, really rough. As the owners are just terrible. Um, as a Braves fan, I don't know what his, having an owner is like, considering we're owned by a corporation. But it, it's, just, it's just all in all a terrible situation. Freddie Freeman is who knows when he's going to, but he can't sign until lockout's over. So, I mean, the Dodgers are yanking, Yankees are yanking. But if he leaves, I'll be very surprised. But what I was going to say is talk about Marcelo Zuna. Um, he signed that four year, $64 million contract, and then he got hurt. And then while he was hurt this year, um, he had got into some legal trouble. And, um, yeah, so that's all resolved. The investigation's over. He was served a 20-game suspension retroactive to September 20th. So he's 
fine to play the entire of next season. So whether we keep him or we trade him, Marcelo Zuna will be playing next year. Mm-hmm. So good deal. What do you think about the lockout and stuff like that? It's, All right, so here's what they're proposing, right? So they're kind of proposing a playoff system like the NFL. So the NFL, you know, you have your four division teams. uh, They're locked in the playoffs, and you have three wild card teams. And that first team gets a bye week, right? First Mm -hmm. uh, seed gets a bye week. They're trying to do that in baseball. They're trying to make it so the best team in the league gets a bye, and the three teams. um... So what they proposed is that the three division winners – play three wild card teams in one game and the division winners get to pick which wild card team they want out of the three so basically i get why nfl does it right mm-hmm. you know you have a whole week of preparation there's less games it means a lot more but for you to just chance a division winner in one game is ridiculous you know you should not be able to pick a, who you want to play it just jinx the whole thing it's literally a cash grab it's terrible for the sport it, it's it's almost copying NFL just without the bye week. Um, yeah, it's it's terrible. Sounds like a bunch of whining about nothing. Like the better team in baseball is not justified by one game. You need at least three. Like in the divisional games, you need at least three. If you win three games in a row, you're more than likely a better team. You know, in football, when you have a whole week to prepare, there's a lot less games. Whoever wins that game, and the playoffs especially, is probably the better team. So and when it comes to sports, I'm always a fan of it. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah, I personally like the way the playoffs in the MLB is right now. I like the way it is in the NFL, sort of. But I mean, basketball is just terrible. Yeah, basket. The NBA playoffs, the structure of them, the worst. At least winning your division in football and basketball. <laughs> I mean, football and baseball means something. But in basketball, I I could not tell you. Like you could point a gun to my head. And say name a division winner or the, name the division winner in the Southeastern Conference. Or, uh, I couldn't even Eastern tell you Conference, who's in the Southeastern Southeast. Conference or Southeastern Division. Yeah. Like it, like exactly. They divisions just don't matter. Like I don't know why we have them. Conferences don't even really matter that much. Uh, it's just geogra- geographical. So. Yeah, but yeah, I think the NBA should ditch conferences. But on to the NBA, the Lakers are currently sixth in the Western Conference. And, I don't know, they just, they're still struggling. And it sounds like Frank Vogel's job might be on the line. Frank um, Vogel's a good coach, man. I mean, that sucks for him, but I, it, we're like 30 games, we're not even 30 games into the season. I think we're not even to the Christmas Day games yet. I mean, there's a lot of basketball to be played. The fact that Frank Vogel's job is in question is ridiculous. He literally just won an NBA championship. And we all know that if that that Pacers team that he coached, you know, in the mid-2010s were one of the best, well-coached teams in the NBA at that Peak time. Peak of Paul George's career. And Roy Hibbert's. Dude, and yeah. every single person on that team peaked on that team. Lance Stevenson peaked when he blew in LeBron's ear. That is, that's very true. I mean, the only... You could argue that Paul George is better than OKC, but... Individually, yeah. Individually, yeah, but Paul George hasn't played on as good of a team as that Pacer team, I don't think. Paul George, ever since he broke his ankle, just hasn't been... Yeah, I still blame uh, Olympics for that. The goals being closer to the court than they are in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I don't know. See, I feel like that hurt the Team USA basketball. 
Makes it less likely for yeah. A no good one wants players. to play for him anymore. I mean, twenty twelve was probably the last gym we'll get for a while. That just it hurts me to see. I don't know. To me, if I was on that level, I'd want to play as much basketball as possible. Rack up all those gold medals. <laughs> yeah, no, like, and then there's guys like Trace Trey Young who gets snubbed and he's upset about it, and who knows? I mean, if he gets asked again, he might say no out of spite. Trey Young would be that guy to say no out of spite. Yeah. But speaking of Trey Young and the Hawks, we're ninth in the Eastern Conference. I mean, it sucks, but I mean, like I said, it's still early. Like the Bulls are second. The, I did not see that. Coming. They're gelling really well. And hey, Lonzo Ball is a good point guard. He is, yeah. Obviously, he wasn't going to live up to what his daddy said about him. <laughs> but he, he'll he get you, like, the bare minimum, like, averaging a triple-double. I could see him getting 10 points, 10 rebounds, and 10 assists as a seasonal average. Yeah, Lonzo, don't get me wrong. Like, Lonzo has been, like, kind of swept under the rug because Lamelo is just a baller. Lamelo's oh, way better than Yeah, Lamelo's way better, but, like, Lonzo's, like, solid, you know? Also, let's not forget about Leangelo. He's on the Hornets practice squad. <laughs> I mean, that's that would suck. Being the middle child and the worst at basketball, that would suck. Hey, I bet he'll lead the lead in steals, though. But hey, out of all the basketball families in the world, they're probably the most impressive. No, the Currys. Well, there's three of them. Okay, well, they got a dad. The Currys have. Oh, I, I forgot about Dell. Yeah. Okay, I would. I would also, be like the hey, Currys in basketball. The don't Mannings forget in about football. the Plumleys. <laughs> yeah, it would. There's <laughs> three of them too. They the just Plumleys just like multiply this year, but like they they're still all in the league. Like they're solid. Like yeah, it's the Currys in basketball, the Mannings in football, the Griffies Gr- in baseball. Gr- Griffies and I was gonna say Griffies or the Bonds, if you're counting Barry or the Fielders. Nah, I would say as like a father son combo, the Bonds is his best. Maybe I don't know much. I don't know enough about his dad. Bobby was like a solid. I don't know if he. I think he made an All Star team. I could be wrong, but I know he's probably better than King Griffey Senior. Nah, but I like Cecil Fielder, dude. He's got two of my favorite home runs of all time. They're both out of the ballpark. Before Solaire, I'd say they were the greatest home runs of all yeah, time. Yeah, I about to say, don't throw shade at my boy, Jorge. Jorge is the GOAT. Who? Jorge Solaire, I mean. Oh. I, no, I still, like, rem- you know who doesn't get a lot of credit, though? Dancy Swanson. Don't get me wrong. We, that home run, by the Solaire hit, th- we're up 3-0. But the home run that Dansby hit after that, game sealer. Yeah, but it just doesn't have, it's not as aesthetically ple- pleasing as Solaire's. Well, no, it wasn't because Solaire's just a grown man. I mean, when he swing, I mean, when he walks up to the batter's box, it's like just a giant man. Like he's a yeah. he's a grown man. So speaking of family it's dynasties, crazy. you know Muhammad Ali's daughter is like a world champion boxer too. I did not know that. Yeah, she actually she boxed Joe Frazier's daughter. I think she won too. <laughs> <laughs> That's dope. <The> poor Frazier's. <laughs> yeah, they ain't catching it, man. They ain't catching it. So okay, did you see the Warriors beat the Nets? I did not, but considering they're the two top seeds in both conferences, I mean that's a pretty big deal. I mean, but the Warriors are just playing out of their mind. People are saying Steph could be the best player in the league. He is. No. He is. No. Right now, he is. You're telling me right now. Right now, today. Draft any player. 
in the league. If I had a jersey, no, if I did not have to jersey. Okay, no, then he's not the best a, player in the league. He might be that's playing. That's two the- different perspectives. If you're going to build a team, that's a whole different answer because I'm going to pick Luka. Really? Yeah. Or Giannis. Okay. One of the two. Yeah, that Giannis itself. Luka, no. But like, I'm not going to draft a 33-year-old point guard. I mean, okay. But like, go- as of right now, in today's skill set, in today's NBA, Steph Curry is the best player right now. Not best player on the planet. That's a whole, you know, long-term argument, you know, like who has been the best player on the planet. Like, no. Right now, in basketball, tonight, yesterday, and tomorrow, Steph Curry's the best player. See, he's too short. Oh, my God. You sound like all those damn draft scouts, bro. (laughs) Like, he just proved every single one of them wrong. Look, the way I see it, KD and Steph have, like, the same skill set, but KD's, like, seven foot. I'll take that any day over Steph. Now, Steph's, like, the third best player in the league. I would take Giannis over Steph, too. You look like you're about to explode right now. (laughs) (laughs) Steph Curry is the best shooter in the history of basketball. No one's ever picked up a basketball and was able to put it into the hoop from a distance as well as Steph Curry has in the history of of mankind, basketball, all together. Okay, but if on a scale of 1 to 10, shooting-wise, Steph Curry's a 12, KD's a 10. That's close enough, and he has the advantage in so many other categories. Nine. I'll take it. Nine. I think KD's a top-five shooter of all time. No. No would shot. You, you, you would take Reggie Miller over yes. KD? Really? Yes. I wouldn't. In terms of shot creating, no. KD all day, but no. Yeah, I got Reggie over KD. Interesting. Score, different argument. But shooter? I'm talking pure shooting. I would yeah, take KD, KD over Reggie Miller. Yeah, well, you're wrong. So. And then, okay, <laughs> let, with the exception of the last five minutes of a ball game. In that case, <laughs> in that case it could be Reggie Miller. From one of those toes on the line? Yeah. Dude, you know you got a hockey stick for a foot. Pull it back. I know. I don't. I mean, it's his fault for listening to himself as 6'9". I mean, he's actually six, at least 6'11". He's at least 6'11". He's taller than the Marcus Cousins. Like, I think the funniest part of, like, All-Star Weekend is when he has to take pictures, like the media pictures, with other All-Stars, and it just shows you how tall he actually is. Like, LeBron is always listed as 6'8", right? Yeah. And then he'll be actually not an inch taller than LeBron, but, like, four inches taller than LeBron. I don't get why you'd want to make yourself look smaller. Is to play it so he can still be considered a power forward. That's what, I mean, a small but forward, But, I mean, sorry. at this point, size so doesn't, doesn't even matter. You keep believing that, man. As it's far, not like that. I promise. As far as positions in basketball go, <laughs> size does not matter. Then you just said Steph Curry was too short. Yeah, he's not. Okay. As far yeah, as, you no, shithead. As far as overall skill, yeah. he Okay. No. Being short matters, but if you're tall, you can play any position. No, you can't. Yes, you can't. Magic Johnson. You can't compare Magic Johnson to an average peasant. It's not the same. Okay, Giannis played point guard for a while too. You you can't compare. They're both Hall of Famers. Okay, I'm just saying you can have a seven foot point guard. You can if you're God. Magic Johnson and Giannis probably had their own religion somewhere. People probably except except. When Magic got HIV. I feel like that's when everyone's like retracted their religion. But Giannis, he still has a chance. He's from Greece. They believe in all sorts of stuff over there. But you get what I'm saying? Like, just because KD's like seven foot, 
He can still play small forward. It doesn't matter that much. Now, Steph, you can't have him play small forward because he's only like 6'4". He'll yeah. be getting ran over by everybody. Yeah, I get that. So you you can play down, but you yes. can't play up. Yes. But that's the way it always is. Yeah, so I'm saying KD shouldn't have to lie about his height. Okay, whatever. All right, I win. <laughs> you don't, but it's okay. <laughs> All right, speaking of winning, LeBron won a fight against Isaiah Stewart. Something I never thought I would say. I guess the winner of that fight gets to get suspended less. Yeah. Right? I, mean, I mean, I didn't actually see the play. Did he punch him in the face? Honestly, it was one of those things. It had blown up on social media so much. I didn't even watch the whole thing because I was just tired of seeing it. So I just kept scrolling. Mm. I never watched the entire thing. All I just saw was the aftermath. I saw the press conference and the suspensions. Um, both a little ridiculous, if you ask me. LeBron, you're a grown-ass man. Start acting like it, poor favor. I saw people are calling it the mouse in the palace 2.0. And that seems like the biggest overreaction I've heard in sports in a while. Yeah, it's, it's literally, if it was anyone but LeBron, you wouldn't have heard about it. So... Uh, it's not every day somebody gets hit in the face. Okay, well, it'll be on Instagram for a night. You get your your suspensions, but we would not... It happened, what, like three weeks ago, two weeks ago? We would not be talking about it right now if it wasn't for LeBron being in it. That's what what I mean. True enough. All right, Ben Simmons, haven't talked about him in a while. Luka Doncic wants to play with him for some reason. Yeah, that's just weird. I don't see the fit. I don't either. I, I, I feel like... Yeah, I don't, I don't get that whatsoever. To be honest with you, I unless they're gonna move Ben off the ball. Yeah, that Ben would be off ball, right? Or at that point, if you put Luca off ball, that's gonna be a whole another version of Luca that we haven't seen yet. We didn't, we never, we haven't seen Luca do shot. Cause think about it, Luca was playing overseas professionally at like fifteen and sixteen. Yeah, there's no way they're handing a fifteen or sixteen year old the ball, you know. Mm-hmm. He's had to create his own shots once he gets it, so like he's probably used to that. And this whole him being the floor general on the Mavericks, this was probably new to him, to be honest with you. So I I feel like that'd be really interesting. I just want Ben Simmons to, to like play anywhere else but the NBA. <laughs> I don't I don't know if that's like harsh, man. Actually, you know where I want Ben Simmons to play? Where Portland? Why? Because nothing good happens in Portland. Yeah, they could use it. Sounds like Dame Lillard's on his way out. Like, if you did a straight trade between Dame and Ben, which would never happen, but if that happened, I would be very happy. The Sixers just said they would never do that, literally today. That's bad. It should be the other way around. It should be Portland saying they would never do that. Yeah. I don't know what... Ben Simmons, if I had to send him somewhere... Y'all know what I think. It's the Warriors, but trade Draymond for him. <laughs> well, the Warriors being twenty and four okay, for no reason yeah. without without Clay and James Wiseman, who are st- they're on G League assignment as of right now, from what I understand. I don't think they made it back yet, but without two of their best players, mm-hmm. I mean that's that's just crazy. Okay, never mind. Warriors don't rock the boat. Ben yeah. Simmons, you just. I go play baseball. I heard there's a lockout going on. Some teams might could do some backup. Shoot, Ben Simmons, go to the Suns. Yeah, couldn't hurt. Learn from Chris Paul. When Chris Paul finally ages, then take over. I feel bad for Chris Paul. I feel like he's just going to 
get almost there again and have the uh, rug yanked out from under him. I'm not going to lie to you. I do kind of want the Suns to win it this year just because of I know Chris Paul's running out of time. But it would be cool to have Melo win a ring with the Lakers too. I would rather Chris Paul than Melo. Me too. Chris Paul deserves it more. I Melo agree. threw his ring away when he re-signed with, with the, the Knicks. Knicks and chose them over the Bulls. Yep. He, he was literally a, an easy, not an easy ring because that was the same year LeBron and all them formed up at South Beach. But that that was so much. You had to think about that Bulls team. You had a healthy Derrick Rose. Lou Al Defensive Noah. player of the year. Yeah, exactly. Like, Actually, I'll take it back. He threw away his ring when he signed an extension with the Nuggets. Have you heard that story? No. Nah. He was supposed to be, instead of Chris Bosh, he was going to be the third one of the big three. But he signed an extension, and it threw off when he was going to be a free agent. So he was a free agent with LeBron and D. Wade. That's great. Cause, so, like, in terms of hypotheticals, because you know Kobe was going to be traded to the Bulls. Mm-hmm. And the only reason he did it is because Lou Al was part of the deal going back to the Lakers, but he wanted Lou Al to stay in Chicago so he'd play with him. Mm-hmm. That should tell Carmelo something right there. But if that were to happen, having Kobe and all, a healthy Derrick Rose in, ver- in the Eastern Conference Finals versus Melo, D-Wade, and LeBron in South Beach, that's I think that 2000, uh, 2011 season would have been the greatest what-if ever. Now, you know what the greatest what-if ever is? The 1984 draft. You know, everybody, <laughs> the Rockets could have gotten Hakeem Olajuwon, Clyde Drexler, and Michael Jordan on the same team. Have you heard that? Mm-mm. Somebody offered them to trade for the third pick in the draft that year. Mm-hmm. They turned it down. Dude, could you have been, that would have been I think that would have been the greatest team of all time. I don't know how I mean the GM he probably still isn't with us to this day. <laughs> and if I were him I wouldn't be able to sleep for the rest of my life. Not me either. I mean he did get two rings out of it. I don't know if it's the same GM. It's kind of like uh I mean when uh Greg Oden was chosen over um KD. Mm. I mean, well, I was thinking yeah. People always gripe. Hindsight's twenty twenty. That's yeah. all I gotta say. People always gripe that MJ didn't go over Sam Bowie. They never really complained about Hakeem going first. I mean, that's just you know the. I mean, you know more than I do. The game was just big man all the way back yeah. then. I mean, Jordan was the one that changed that. So, and Shaq was Who the says last. Who anything breed. changed? I was. <laughs> I mean, maybe Joel Embiid will agree with you and. Uh, joke and the Joker over in Denver, but I, th- I think Dwight Howard was the last great center. No, I mean I think true center. I think Joker is a true center. Really? And I think Joel Embiid is definitely a true center. He just is hurt a lot, unfortunately. He just shoots but when a bunch he's... of threes. Not a bunch. He shoots a lot of threes. I mean. That doesn't mean he isn't a true center. I'm talking though. about like a post up first. Like. So you're just talking about shaving off a dimension of his game, and then he's okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hell, man, no. You want your center to no. be as complete as possible. No. Sure, it wasn't his priority back then having your center shoot the three ball because there was no reason for them to be out there. But like, if they can, that'd be pretty cool, don't no. you think? Yes, I agree. They should have the ability, but I don't think that should be within their first three options when they get the ball. Well, no, and I mean. Usually, when it, like in Joker's case, I mean, he's going to pass. I feel like Joker's a pass first center, which is crazy. And then if he does get it, he, he just scores. Best passing center since Wilt. 
And that's all we have for today. <laughs> you can't argue that. I mean, you're probably right. Probably. Let's see what else we got to talk about. I think that covers the NBA. So, two last things before we wrap it up. And here, I need to talk to marketing business Blake King for a second. WWE has decided to end all DVD and physical home media production forever. And go straight to streaming. Think that's a good business idea? Yes. No one uses... Do you... Okay. Do you know anyone, not at home, not in Canton, Georgia, in the city of Tuscaloosa, Alabama, that owns a DVD player? The Phi Kappa House. (laughs) We watched Kill Build Part 1 during closed weekend. (laughs) So, you know, I get what you're saying. It's just... Dude, that was... When I read that, that was like... I don't know... That's the thing. Punch no one, no one just watch. Yeah, yeah, like sure for nostalgia. nostalgia reasons, right? Like it sucks, but like at the end of the day, it doesn't make sense to keep producing CDs. And I don't want to like sound like that guy, but especially for environmental reasons as well, and it just costs a lot. Like it, it, it doesn't make sense to honestly have DVDs nowadays anymore. Yeah, I get. It would just. Like when you know when like you're a kid and like your favorite you just saw your favorite movie you know yeah. in, in movies and stuff like you're like oh my god I can't wait for it to come out on DVD who the hell says that shit anymore no actually do you know why DVD is still good because when Deadpool came out I rented that movie so many times my mom was like just buy the DVD what does it matter like stop renting this movie you make it sound like a bad thing but you probably rented it off Amazon yep. But for Amazon, you made their day. Oh, yeah, that was great. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know why I just didn't just buy it on Amazon. Yeah, but fifteen year old me. Well, now it's like, on Hulu. So, really? Yeah. I need to go refund the DVD. That's the problem <laughs> with streaming. Is they like chain? They take stuff on and off way too much. No, nah, I mean I don't. I don't WWE. I mean, you know, well, they you stream know, on Peacock. You know my feelings toward WWE. Yeah. Um, Massive fan. Yeah, great. Um... <laughs> I mean, that's just, it's all about staying relevant. I feel like they should have their own streaming platform at this point. They have. They do? Yeah. I did not know that. They've had, they were one of the first streaming platforms. Really? Yeah. 2014, the WWE Network launched, but they sold it to Peacock for a billion dollars last Uh, year. Ah, okay. Well. So now they're like a subsection of Peacock. Yeah, that's terrible. But that just, that just shows you that. WWE can't is not self sustainable. But they are. They made a billion dollars off the sale. Because because they're not gonna make the same mistake Blockbuster did in Netflix. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. After we can argue all day about whether WWE is cool or not, but it's not about whether it's cool, it's whether they're good business. Yeah, that's they, what, but that's the argument be, though, is if they're cool or not is basically if it's a good business or not. Not sports it is. So with WWE their viewership is like in the tank, but they're yeah. making more money now than they did when they were getting like nine million viewers a week. How? Because they signed good contracts and they're very profitable. So with wrestling, it's a very niche product, and so right. it always has a built-in base. Right. So TV networks will give like Fox. They signed a like two billion dollar contract or something like that with Fox for like five years or so. And because they know if you have WWE on your program, you got at least 2 million people watching every Monday and Friday. So they get good fat contracts, like the Peacock thing. They're making money despite themselves. 
So it's like just a great business. Yeah. And then delivering a, in my opinion, a not so great, great product. product. Yeah. yeah, they do it on purpose. That's that's great. Shout out WWE. They will actually sabotage if a wrestler gets too popular. They will make him like suck, just so he doesn't get big like The Rock and leave. That is the one good thing about sports scripting, I guess, is you can yeah. control that part. But, yeah. And all right, so final topic for today: Woodley Jake Paul two. It's gonna happen. I don't really care. Draw. <laughs> Like I just I want I want somebody to knock Jake Paul out, not even because I dislike him. I just See, want this whole celebrity boxing. Thing that's where we disagree. I I want the Paul brothers to win every fight they, because so many people are emotionally invested in the Paul brothers' downfall. I don't care. Like I get why everyone thinks you know, like why they don't like him and stuff. I understand. But, like, just because everyone is, like, so emotionally invested on these people down, on like, on their downfall, it's, like, I hope they win. Like, I hope you get disappointed. Like, uh, uh, when we were, we were at Water Beer, you know, we were watching mm-hmm. uh, Logan Paul. Was it Logan or Jake? Jake. Jake Paul, and he absolutely destroyed that man in seconds. Like, everyone was booing and stuff. Okay, and, like, back to pro just wrestling. Just sit back and just laugh. Like, They're heels. They're, they matter. are, like, a textbook wrestling bad guy. You pay... Just because you want to see them get beat, <laughs> that is what that's their draw. But I just I don't see what their end game is. There is no end game. It's just money. I guess it's great. I mean, yeah. people getting people preying on the Paul brothers' downfall is doing is making them more money. That's why I root well, for them. Terrence Crawford won last week. Maybe he can get next up. <laughs> Terrence Crawford. You know who wow. that is? Name sounds familiar. He's he played well, football. No, or a different Terrence Crawford. I guess it's a different one. I'm trying to think. I think he's a welterweight. Yep, he's the welterweight champ since 2018. He successfully defended his title November 20th. See, boxing sucks at promoting. Yeah, that's like one. That's be, that's just because there's not one central. You know. Yeah. Boxing that, belt. That whole thing. Yeah, there's too many. Like, it doesn't mean anything anymore to have a belt. Basically, Terrence Crawford, he's like, him and Canelo are the two best in the division yeah. now that Floyd's gone. Canelo, yeah, for sure. All right, well, you got anything else you got to say? Um, Size matters in real time. <laughs> All right, well, speaking of debates such as whether or not size matters, we're in the next weekend... Maybe this weekend, maybe next weekend. We're going to try to do an episode, kind of a spinoff of the old MTV show Guy Code, but for copyright purposes, not called that. With uh, me, Blake, and our roommate, Kelp, just talking about uh, guy talk, I guess. Yeah, basically shooting the breeze. So if you got any topics or anything you want us to talk about, feel free to DM it to us, email it to us, let us know. I'm looking forward to that episode. Yeah, that 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 one's gonna get me canceled. So nah. for the last of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Well, it's been real. We'll see y'all.